0: This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, I'm glad you've joined us. Oakland County Executive Dave Coulter delivered his State of the County speech last night. And it has been a rough year for any public official. But Coulter emphasized the many ways that Oakland County has been able to respond effectively the pandemic both as a public health crisis and as an economic challenge. Coulter says the county is getting close to vaccinating enough residents to go back to some semblance of normalcy but there are still a lot of challenges ahead even after the pandemic ends. Dave Coulter joins me now to talk about the past year and what lies ahead for Michigan's second largest county. Dave Coulter welcome back to Detroit Today.
1: Stephen, always great to be with you. Thanks.
0: Yeah. So uh, you had only been executive for a little over a year when the pandemic hit. Reflect a bit on the past year and talk about the challenges of, I don't know, just getting used to your job while uh, while one of the worst things uh, that any of us can remember is unfolding around you.
1: Yeah, I had been, uh, executive for less than a year, actually. It and it was a, yeah, and it was a month to the day from my state of the county address last year that COVID hit a month after I gave that speech. And so, uh, you know, we had some, I thought, uh, bold and, and, and progressive ideas of things we wanted to accomplish in Oakland County. And, uh, you know, a whole lot of things got delayed, uh, not shelved, but delayed as a result of, of COVID. I mean, my, March 10th, the whole world changed for all of us, and uh, it's been it's it's been quite a year. But one of the things I tried to articulate last night is this: yes, it's been a challenging year. It's been very difficult. It's been painful in a lot of ways. We we we've had loss. Um, but now that now that we're here at this point, almost through the pandemic, close to the end, you know, I I'm really struck by how resilient we've been. How the strength of our our residents and our our businesses and our institutions. Um, We've taken a body blow and we've, and and we've, and we've, we've taken it and we're going to succeed in this. And, and I guess, uh, you know, I, I stand here today more optimistic than than I've been in the past
0: 14 months. Hmm. So, your speech yesterday was pre-recorded and didn't have a live audience, of course, because of the pandemic. But you did highlight the county's vaccination efforts during the speech, and I want to hear just a little clip of that part of the speech.
2: To return to that sense of normalcy, we are in the final stages of getting our residents vaccinated. Through hundreds of vaccination clinics, which have ranged from large-scale sites to drive-through options at fire stations, to smaller targeted clinics at churches, community centers, and nonprofit organizations, we are nearing that vaccination rate that we need to end this pandemic in its tracks.
0: So uh, let's talk about where Oakland County is with vaccinations and how different uh, that picture looks really than some other parts of the state. You're you're doing pretty well.
1: Uh, We're doing well. Um, Currently, as of this morning, 64% of our adults 16 and over uh, have at least one shot. Um, of course, we've added the 12 to 15-year-olds now, and so we're working them into the mix. We're, we're, we've vaccinated over 8,000 teens, uh, you know, or younger than 16. So we're getting there. We're, you know, this, this, this number of 70-ish or so, we're getting there, and it's been a huge effort. It's been difficult and challenging, and, and we're not there yet. And I think these, these last 10% or so is going to be as challenging as any of them. But to your point... Uh, I'm not sitting over here saying, yay, Oakland County's good. We hit 70% and now we're done because, man, if ever there was a regional challenge, uh, this is it. The virus doesn't care about (laughs) geographic boundaries. Uh, And so... Uh, you know, we've we've worked closely with the the city of Detroit Health Department, Wayne, Macomb County, uh, sharing best practices, uh, talking regularly. And, you know, I'm not sure what other assistance we could give, but, but to the extent that they needed it, um, you know, we we have to be in this together as a region. And it's not, like I said, it's not going to do us any good to get to 70 percent if, if the rest of the region isn't. So we, we've got to
0: do this together. Well, what's your sense of why... You've been more successful in in Oakland with, with this particular task.
1: Well, we have some assets that have been really helpful. We have five major health systems in our county. You know there's counties in Michigan that that don't have a single one. Mm-hmm. They may have a hospital, but not a health system like we do, including our largest one, Beaumont. So the health system has been a major partner uh, in doing this with us. We also have an incredible um, health department. You know, We, we have, uh, I, I joke about this, you know, two years ago, if you'd have asked me to accurately define exactly what an epidemiologist does, mm, I might've been a little shaky. <laughs> uh, but we have six of them on our staff, Stephen, uh, and, and, and just a, a, a tremendous group of nurses and, and public health professionals. And this is what they do. And so they've been huge. Uh, they really have. Uh, and then the other thing is we have, um, a community of people. I would say the residents and businesses that, with some exceptions, obviously have taken this really seriously, have leaned in, have done tough stuff, you know, made the sacrifices without too much grumbling, uh, and we really do have a population of folks who have, who have, um, you know, been willing to roll up their sleeves and, and be resilient and get us through this. So I'd say those are some of the some of the
0: points. Mm. Uh, I'm talking with uh, Dave Coulter. He is the Oakland County Executive, and he delivered his State of the County speech last night. Uh, If you want to join the conversation, give us a call and tell us what questions you have for Dave Coulter. If you're an Oakland County resident, how happy are you with the way that the county has responded to the pandemic over the last year, which has been, of course, his major challenge. It's the major challenge for all public officials uh, right now. Uh, but other what, t- also give us a call and tell us what other issues might be important to you. And what do you make of this uh, this really great news in Oakland that uh, uh, that they're doing well with getting people vaccinated and in some comparative terms doing better uh, than some other places in the region. As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313 577 1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. And we'll try to include you in the conversation uh, that way. Uh, Dave, you mentioned in the speech last night that Oakland County is taking new steps toward addressing racial inequities. Uh, you even mentioned the more murder of George Floyd in those remarks. What is the county doing uh, to try to tackle racial injustice, which, you know, is a long standing issue of course in Oakland the way it is other places it's also a th- an issue that i think has gotten historically less attention in Oakland than maybe it than maybe it should
1: uh i don't disagree with that and so i think that's all the more reason why in Oakland County, we have to begin this tough work and and that 's what I said last night we 're having these tough conversations we want I want to do meaningful, actionable things and and you know I have partners in this the The county prosecutor who Karen McDonald, who is new and' is, uh, you know a passionate advocate for criminal justice reform, has been a great partner uh, The sheriff uh, has been open uh, to to these kinds of um, changes and so I talked about about a couple of them last night. Um we, we implemented a, what we call a clean slate program, our expungement program, and we've already got you know, over a thousand Oakland County residents who were giving pre-legal help to clean up their records and let them get back into the job market. Um that's, that's a small piece of it. We're gonna do a public defender's office, which we don't have an independent public defender's office currently in Oakland County, and and I think that's, An issue. The very low bar needs to be that everybody has access to quality, affordable, uh, uh, legal representation that is independent of the courts, and that's not what we've had. And so uh, we're going to stand up a public defender's office in Oakland County to make sure that everybody has that uh, access uh, to those services and, and, and you know those are just a couple of examples but we, we, we've got a lot of work to do in Oakland mm-hmm. County admittedly.
0: Yeah uh, you also talked about the 2020 election in your speech and you had a message for Republican lawmakers in Lansing. Let's listen to what you said.
2: Our county and local clerks were frontline heroes too this past year keeping voters safe and our elections secure and the voters responded in record-breaking numbers. And by the way, any measures that it would make it harder to vote should stop right now.
0: So what, if anything, can a county like Oakland do to put pressure on lawmakers to stop lying about the 2020 election and stop some of the efforts that they're making in Lansing to make it harder for people to vote?
1: Yeah, well, the first thing we could do is make sure that our legislators know uh, that as far as we're concerned, and our county clerk is concerned, we had an outstanding election in terms of uh, access to vote, ease of voting, security of people's vote. Uh, there were no issues. Uh, you know, I would I would tell people always be. Uh, concerned when somebody's proposing solutions where there isn't a problem. And we didn't have a problem in Oakland County and, frankly, across Michigan. I mean, there's uh, isolated instances here and there, but there was no systemic issues with our elections. In fact, it was a very successful election from our perspective. And so... uh, you know, you know, I don't think it's a it's a surprise what what's happening here. The the these bills, in my opinion, in Lansing are not being produced because of things that happened in Michigan, but it's a you know it's a concerted effort across the country to frankly, disenfranchise voters and make it more difficult to vote. And uh, I think that's totally inappropriate. And so we'll put pressure on our legislators. We'll make sure our voice is heard, um, uh, that we had good, clean elections here and that these bills aren't necessary.
0: Yeah. Again, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. Call and uh, tell us what you think of the state of Oakland County. What did you think of Dave Coulter's speech last night uh, about the state of Oakland County uh, and what are you looking forward to uh, in the year ahead uh, in in the county. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number. You can also go to Facebook or Twitter and put comments there and uh, we'll work you into the conversation. One subject, Dave, that was not in your speech last night was regional transit. Uh, and, you know, it seems like we've lost track of that uh, issue during the pandemic. Totally understandable. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't really the time to, to, to be focused on that. But as we get back to normal life, um, it, you know, we still have a lot of work to do there. So I, I, I'm wondering about your plans to restart that conversation and, and kind of where we pick up uh, from where we left off.
1: Yeah, you know, that was a big part of my speech a year ago, and it's not mm-hmm. that I have any less passion for it, frankly. In fact, I, I think COVID has revealed uh, an increased need for, you know, accessible transportation for folks to get to the doctors or the jobs. or uh, I, I think it's only highlighted the need for it. Um, I wanted to keep the speech short last night, Steve, and I said nobody's going to watch an <laughs> online speech for 45 minutes. so So not everything made it in, but I would... Uh, uh, I would tell you and your listeners that I, I'm just as committed to to moving a transit plan forward and to being part of that. And uh, although COVID has n- not only delayed things a little bit, but given us an opportunity, I think to reevaluate. Okay, given the new environment, given the challenges that we've seen during COVID? Are there ways that we need to modify a plan? I think there's going to be. But I'm still committed to working with the leaders in the region to to get a plan together that we can all agree on and, and, and present to the voters. And that's still a high priority for me. And it's something that we continue to work on internally uh, and with our partners, not ready to uh, roll it out yet, but uh, I want people to know that that's, that's still a high priority for my administration.
0: Yeah. D- Dave Gifford, who ah. is a, a transit advocate who lives in Oakland County, posts on Twitter that he says a recent job fair in Rochester Hills was underattended, and he believes a lot of people couldn't access it because of lack of transit. Uh, Rochester Hills is uh, an opt-out community. Uh, what What would your plan be to deal with places like that. I mean, there have been so many stories over the years about how difficult it is for people to get to places like that. Is that that fixable? It's a perfect example, and I think it is fixable. It's it's, it's fixable with a fairly
1: simple but I know difficult uh, step for some people, which is, uh, you know, we shouldn't have opt-out communities. We have a swift cheese approach to transit in Oakland County. Uh, this, is in, this is one way that Macomb is actually, uh, you know, on more solid footing. They don't have any opt-out communities. And so when you allow a community like that, and a community, by the way, that, that is home to the largest university in the, in the county, um, a huge population, a thriving downtown, um, I don't disagree with Dave. We have, to, we have to bring more transit opportunities to those kinds of communities and, and frankly, all the communities uh, throughout Oakland County. But I think we can do it. And I think, you know, the devil's always in the detail with transit and that's where we're going to work through, you know, we've taken so many bites at the apple that I'm afraid, you know, we, we put out a clunker of a plan next time, you know, mm-hmm. it might be our last opportunity. So we're going to really work on this. We're going to really get the details right. But, uh, um, uh, Places like Rochester Hills are a perfect example. Novi is another one, an opt-out community. Um, it, it's it's ridiculous to me that you can't get to Novi on a bus.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris on Twitter asks whether you feel that state allocations of vaccines and resources. To the public health department have been adequate throughout the vaccine rollout. I know that that here in Wayne County we've had a real problem with uh, getting enough uh, vaccines at least early on. Uh, how, How has that looked in Oakland?
1: Yeah, I mean it's very much changed from the beginning. At the beginning we couldn't get enough vaccines for the arms that we had that wanted them. Now I'd say like most places it's the reverse of that. We have we have plenty of doses available now and more reluctant, hesitant uh, people. Um, So uh, that's changed that's changed a lot in just the last couple of months frankly. Um, Now it's more of a you know a persuasion campaign and um, you know an accessibility campaign. We're doing a lot more smaller what we call pop-up vaccination clinics and the like uh, to reach people in their churches, in their community centers, in their neighborhoods. Um, And I know Detroit is doing the same thing and uh, that that's proven to be effective, but, but it's not a question of not having enough doses. We've we've got enough doses now.
0: Mm. I also uh, wonder if you feel like the distribution or the, or the accessibility, I guess, to vaccines um, has been, has been uniform across the County. I mean, Lots of times I think we forget that Oakland County has uh, a lot of economic disparity, right? Uh, So the the, the wealthiest parts of the state are in Oakland and and some of the poorest are too. Uh, In other parts of the state, that's mattered, right, in terms of vaccination rates and and things like that. Is that playing out in Oakland right now too?
1: It's something we were very mindful of and very concerned about, and that's why we we really did in Oakland County embrace this notion of the social vulnerability index that the CDC has rolled out and that the state used, frankly, to allocate doses. We know that there are communities like a Pontiac, like a Royal Oak Township, uh, even like a Hazel Park, which isn't um, predominantly African-American, but it's a more lower income community because income is part of it, access to transportation and the like. So we knew that there were more vulnerable communities. And yeah, we, we made concerted efforts there. Uh, we made additional, uh, efforts by doing church-based, faith-based, uh, vaccination sites in, in both Southfield and Pontiac, for instance. Uh, and I'm actually really proud of the fact that, uh, because we were intentional about it, because we're taking equity seriously in Oakland County, we actually have uh, a higher percentage of, uh, people of color vaccinated than their population as a whole in Oakland County. So we've exceeded their, the, you know, the, the level of population. And, and, and that, that, that took some very deliberate um, work. Our our first drive-through testing site and our first drive-through vaccination site, were in Pontiac. So we've been very intentional about that.
0: Okay. Uh, Dave Coulter, Oakland County executive. Always great to talk with you here on the program. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Pleasure to be here, Stephen. Thank you.
0: Yeah. That's going to do it for us today. I will be back tomorrow, and I hope you will too. We're going to have a conversation with writer Anya Groner, who wrote, One Oppressive Economy Begets Another. It is the latest conversation in the Atlantic Magazine's Inheritance series, and it's about how Louisiana's petroleum industry profits from exploiting historic inequalities. And it explains how slavery laid the groundwork for environmental racism, a super- Super interesting topic uh, and one in this really great string of uh, journalism that The Atlantic is doing in this Inheritance Series. So you're not going to want to miss that conversation. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.